Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. Hello, welcome back to the pod. Hope you all had a great weekend today. I have a fun episode. I hope it's going to be fun. It is about my favorite things of 2023. You know me. I love to reflect and I am one nostalgic bitch. Okay. And I encourage you all to do this yourselves. It would be a fun night also to do with your friends. You could get together. Essentially, I have categories and I'm going to go through and do like my top three memories. And it made me really nostalgic and really happy. to go through it. I don't know. This year was interesting. It was like my 2022 was such high highs and such low lows. And this year was more of just like a good, it was more even keeled, which was good in a lot of ways. I feel like I worked on my stress in a lot of ways, but my anxiety was so bad. So I don't know. Look, there's good, there's good and there's bad with everything. There's roses and thorns. So I encourage you all to look back and, um, Think about what made your lists. So without further ado, first of all, books, my top three books. Um, Number one, Andy Cohen's Daddy Diaries. I literally hoover Andy's books up. I hoover them up. I love the way they're written. I love that I know some of the people that he's talking about. I love the gossip I love because, you know, he works at Sirius too. So I feel like I have this extra layer of, you know, knowing him now or just kind of knowing his life when he's like, I went up uptown to do the radio show. I'm like, I go to that studio too. Um, I just, his books make me so, so, so happy. And I absolutely inhaled Daddy Diaries. It's also really cool to see someone who, you know, I look up to him a lot. I look up to his career a lot. And he had kids later in life and he's obviously such a good dad. And it's cool to be living in a time where, you know, parenthood or and even like adulthood, like there are so many different models to model yourself after. In the old days, it was just like, oh, you get up, you grow up, you have to have kids and like get married and like that's it when you're 30 and that's it. But now it's like we have so many different models to model model ourselves 
Zafter. And I think that's exciting and cool. And I just, I really admire him. And also my radio show is on his channel. So that's pretty cool. And also I was on Watch What Happens Live this year, which is fucking insane. Wearing Tom Ford. Anyway. Second book is Big Swiss. If you haven't read Big Swiss yet, you guys, what are you even doing with your life? It is so fucking good. You always know that a book is good when you are absolutely certain you can recommend it to anybody and they will enjoy it. It's fiction. I was laughing hysterically, like crying, laughing, reading it. You just have to read it. It's so funny. I love irreverent fiction like that. I love when books don't take themselves too seriously. It has a very positive connotation for me because I read it when I was in the Hamptons and I was just, it was just a very happy time. I wholeheartedly recommend it. It's so funny. And also I put out this back call before, but if anybody has any fiction that's like that akin to Big Swiss, please recommend it because I just, there's not enough of that. And then three, surprise, surprise, the shards. Um, yeah, this book, I mean, it was incredible, but it also will haunt me for the rest of my life. So I don't know how I feel about that. I I do highly recommend it. It is really scary. I know I've been talking about it nonstop, but I I really do recommend it. It's pretty incredible. I love Brett Easton Ellis. So this is just, it was a feast. It was terrifying. It was a lot to do with LA. I also love books and movies about rich people and it's about rich people. So that's cool. Uh, it was just a very, very rich, for lack of a better word, text replete with uh, details and name brands and street names and just little details that make it really come to life. And I really, really hope that they turn it into an HBO miniseries, as is the rumor. Okay, my top three meal memories. Now, I had to split up meals and food because they're different, right? Foods are like the ones you remember the most, like that, the, like you can still taste it in your mouth, but meals is more an experience with friends. So the first one is, um, I went to the crow's nest on 4th of July weekend with my friends in the Hamptons. And I, I think I will remember how hard I was laughing for the rest of my life. It It's one of my happiest memories of this year. There was like 10 of us and when I say we were actually all peeing our pants laughing, it was just really special. And I knew then that I was going to have a great summer and that the Hampt coming to the Hamptons was the right choice. And I just felt I just felt really grateful for all my friends in that moment. And I felt very, I don't know, was, don't judge me, but or judge me, I don't give a fuck. I felt really proud that everyone was staying at my house and that I had rented the house and that like I have had come so far and I, I don't know. It was just a really, really proud moment for me. And I will, we were just laughing. I don't think I ate a thing. I was crying with laughter with Wig and Jacob and Saba. And it was just really special. Okay. Number two, Luke Holly for my birthday when I saw Beyonce and Jeremy Allen White in the same night. Again, I just felt so surrounded by my favorite people eating the best pasta and having so much fun and just feeling very, stable like feeling very very stable and very very loved so that was really fun and then number three ultra paradiso with this is just like a random dinner but it was lucas wig my brother and me and i just felt so fucking happy to be with three of my favorite guys in the world it's just so true what people what what people say what i always say 
It's about how people make you feel. Like, I can't remember anything that was said at any of these meals, but it's how the people I was with made me feel. And that is such an important thing to remember about the energy that you bring to things. And also, like, on a lighter or I don't know, not lighter note, but like, always remember the type of person you are at a dinner, you know? And I think about this a lot because I go to a lot of brand dinners or a lot of, you know, dinners with people that I don't know. Be a person that people want to sit next to at dinners, okay? Because people remember. People remember if you were, like, boring and, like, hard to talk to and, like, when it wasn't, weren't giving them anything. Or if you were, like, super warm and open and you made the dinner nice by by being cool and by being easygoing. So think about that. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery mystery thriller whodunit and it is so scary and it's so emotive and I literally was addicted to it I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog new audible members can try audible now for free for 30 days visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500 500 that's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500 500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Okay. My top three outfits. (laughs) Yeah, it's a category. Number one, the Carolina Herrera pink dress. I literally wrote to Wes after and I was like, if I ever get married, which at this point looking pretty unlikely, I want to do that dress in white. And he was like, okay, we can do that dress in white if you ever get married. (laughs) Number two, the St. Laurent. Um sheer dress that I wore in Paris with my little fashion titties out. I just posted a TBT on Instagram. And for anybody who has small boobs out there who is still working through it, just know that you can get to a place where you're absolutely obsessed with your boobs. Okay. I was just very happy. I was in Paris. I was with my best friend Jyoti that night. We're going to the Masika show. I was wearing Saint Laurent. And I was also just like, wow, I wish I could go back in time and tell the 14-year-old girl who was just so devastated that she didn't have boobs, little did she know they would never come, haha, and be like, girl, you're going to be in Paris with these little titties out, rocking your shit, feeling so confident, feeling so happy. So that was a good one. And then the final one is this Stella McCartney denim two-piece set that I was wearing in Fashion Week. Again, felt so confident, have the happiest memories running around with Caroline, just being at Fashion Week, which I love. And it was it was really fun. And I love 
I love all the Stella team. They're the best people. Honorable mention to the Tom Ford, the archival Tom Ford. I wore to baby to baby. God, I love clothes. I fucking love clothes. Clothes are art to me. Okay. I love them. I think about them all the time. Sometimes I don't even mind that I have, you know how everybody has like the chair in their room that just becomes a dumping ground for clothes. I don't even mind that I have a bench and I like to look at the clothes. Like I wear my most common rotation items always end up on the bench and I don't even mind going to bed looking at them because they're so beautiful and I love clothes so much. Okay. Top three trips. Number one was going to Cannes with Saba. It was so fun. I was going with Sirius and I felt so proud that I was there representing them. And it was a new experience for me. I had never been before to Can Lion and I wore sick outfits there too. We had so much fucking fun. We hung out with Phil. Phil, he works at Sirius and I we had never met him before, but he was just so funny and we just vibed with him so hard. And it was, it's always fun to meet a new person. And, and I don't know, this sounds stupid, but you know, when you meet someone and you're like, God damn, there's so many people in the world, we can get so in our own little circles and just, you know, in our heads and we see the same people. And then you meet people and you're like, there's a bajillion people out there who are all cool and who can all have different stories and we can learn something from each other. And it was just very, I don't know. It's very nice. Number two, Miami for F1 with Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull, if you're listening, I love you so much. And that was one of the best trips of my life. If I wasn't an influencer, I would go work at Red Bull because their team is so fucking cool and so fun. And I have I felt like I was on a trip with all of my friends. Like it was it was unbelievable. I loved being there with Red Bull and we had the best time. It was so cool to be in Miami, one of my favorite cities. It was just the fucking best. And then the last one is Spain for my friend Alex's wedding. And that's really saying something. A, A trip for a wedding being out of top three of my trips in a year is huge. Okay. Huge. But she fucking did it. Just still to to this day, the best wedding that I've ever been to. It was fucking dope. It was so fun. I had a blast. Oh, it was great. I'm like, you should have a vow renewal next year. That was the that was the best. So very fun. I'm actually seeing her tomorrow. I can't wait to see her. And by the way, if you're like, why was the wedding so good? If you haven't listened to any of my wedding episodes, the reason that it was good, it was like, I think weddings are split into two types of weddings. Don't be offended by this, please, guys. Just please. There's weddings where it's like, and and neither is good and neither is bad. It's personal preference. Okay. It's personal preference for the bride and groom, whatever. He who who cares? He's just Ken. It's like the bride either wants it to be like all about being a bride and like taking amazing picture and the two aren't necessarily mutually exclusive like either it's really wedding-y focus like the ceremony and like the bride and the pictures is like the the main priority or it's like I want to throw a party and also I'm like doing a random ceremony because I'm I'm getting married too and this party was very this wedding was very party focused and so just as a as a uh, attendee of the wedding I think it was a, an amazing experience but every bride has got to do them but it was just a great party food 100 music 100 setting a million like it was just a really 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 good well-planned party the top three live music experiences I had this year number one Coachella 
with my best friends again. So fun. I specifically being at Sophie Tucker with Lucas and looking at each other and being like, we should become DJs together. Just being, I love Coachella. I will go to Coachella until I die. Okay. I will be there in my fucking little outfits for as long as they'll have me. I absolutely love it. It was magical and beautiful. It was just so fun. Again, felt so proud that I could organize it for everybody. I just, we had this one spot in the Rose Garden where we would drink wine and like prepare for the night. And I just remember frolicking and laughing and dancing. And it was so fun. And remember that really tall guy that I had a crush on? And then he turned out to be a loser on Instagram. Good times. Number two, Beyonce, Renaissance Tour. This was probably the best single person like artist concert that I have ever been to in my life and I don't know if it can get better than that it changed me I was there with wig the only downside was like the the anxiety that I felt the next day was and I don't get anxiety anymore as you guys know like I truly it's not part of my life the anxiety that I felt was so crippling that I actually have a very strong memory of that too but it was the best concert wig and I were crying we were on another dimension we were on another planet and I will never forget that. And it was like at the end of my month in the Hamptons. Oh, I love Beyonce so fucking much. Um, and number three, Fred again with my brother and Lucas and all of our friends um, in October in New York. And it was random because it was like an outside concert that had to end at 1030. It was like in that random place in New Jersey or something. And we still had the best time. I, li I literally will go see Fred again at any moment in time. By the way, the song, the um, Leave Me Alone is so good. He's just, he keeps evolving. I absolutely love him. And I know people are going to be like, what about eras? Absolutely no respect to Miss Taylor. Like it was unbelievable too. I just, I was like really cold and I was really tired. It wasn't her fault. I was really, really cold and I was really tired, but it was 10-10 experience. I mean, she's magical and special and I'm so, so luck happy that I got to go. Foods. So this is different from meals. This is like actually things I put in my mouth that I will remember forever. Okay. One of them is the Ultra Paradiso pizza dough balls. So essentially it's like you get dough balls, which if you're from London or you've been to Pizza Express, you know what dough balls mean to me. And then you get this prosciutto on the side and the dough is hot. It's like pizza dough, they call it. So you take the little dough ball, you rip it in half and you wrap prosciutto around it. And when I tell you it is the best bite you will ever have in your fucking life. Oh my God, it's insane. And the second one is the Juicy Lucy burger, which I had when I was at Mall of America with Caroline. And this is like... Look, I wouldn't eat this every day, but when I think back about memorable foods that I tried this year, this definitely shoots to the top. Essentially, it is a cheeseburger, but the cheese is stuffed inside the burger, okay? And this is um and this is a it's a local delicacy and we also had fried pickles. And it was just, we were on book tour and it was so fun. It was, I think, like 1030 in the morning. We had just arrived from somewhere like New York or something. And we were like asking everyone, like, what should we eat around here? And everyone was like, well, you got to go to Juicy Lucy. 
So we went and it was so fun. And I just, I miss book tour. And then the third one, this is kind of a lame list, actually, the, the foods. But I was like, I was trying to think of foods that I, I remember the most from this year. So it's not lame, I guess. The, the third one is the Great White Pizza, which has become my favorite pizza in L.A. Highly recommend if you're visiting L.A. to go to Great White and get the pizza. Here's the trick. Here's the hack. You need to get the ranch and you need to get the hot sauce and you need to mix them together. And then you need to dip your pizza in it. Oh, my fucking God literally on another planet on another level okay my top three things that i'm most proud of this year number one is my book and book tour i i just i can't believe that i i did it like i i wanted to do it my whole life and and just like still getting notes about you guys reading the book and meeting so many of you on the book tour i i just like i can't believe it like i can't believe how lucky I am that I got to do that and how how sweet you guys were and how much you supported me and also this is just like nagging me in my head and I want to say it I, I know I know a lot of you felt that I didn't spend enough time with you guys each at um the book signings and I didn't set it up that way like it's all planned by the bookstores and like you know me if I could if I if it was up to me I would spend you know, as much time as possible with everyone. But in order to get through everybody, they had like a time limit and that was their system. And apparently, like I've talked to so many people because I have anxiety about it and it was like in the back of my mind and I've talked to everybody who does a book tour and apparently it's like so standard. The other system that I could do if I do another book, which I hope I do, it would be to be like a reading, but I prefer to like at least hug you guys each. I don't know. Anyway, that was just like in the back of my mind and I had to get it out before the end of the year. But meeting so many of you was honestly like life changing. And I don't say that. I know I'm a hyperbolic person, but that actually did change the course of my life because I feel so down about the Internet sometimes. And it's so difficult for me to feel I feel like alone and I feel like I don't I don't get to see you guys or talk to all of you all the time. And I feel isolated with the social media side of things. So doing something that I could give you that was tangible, aka the book, and meeting you in person really did. It made me like have it made it propelled me forward. And it made me want to continue on because it meeting you in person makes all of the internet stuff worth it. So and I know that's like our mode of connection. I'm not shitting on the internet or social media. It just gets hard because I just wish that I could like see you in person every day. Like I wish I could go to an office and like see different groups of you every day. Um, rather than just like sit in my house on my phone and talk to you. Um, the second one is the rich mom walks. So at the beginning of the year, I made this resolution that I wanted to hang out with you in person as much as possible, partially because I love it. It's, you know, partially selfish for the reasons that I just said, because it makes me feel good and I, it, I get feedback. Like, honestly, five minutes with one of you guys is worth like a thousand dms because you're like oh i love it when you do this or that episode was great or we want more episodes like this or i have feedback about ama or this or that and it's just like wow i get so much done and also it's fun and i really really truly believe that we all need to do more stuff in person we all need to go to walks alone and that which is scary and intimidating but then when you get there you make friends we all need to go hang out and you know do an activity and 
I just I so believe in the beautiful simplicity of like going on a walk together, just getting together and stretching our legs, getting some fresh air. So that the fact that I was able to do that so many times this year is very cool and look out for a lot more of that next year. I want to figure out how to do different you know, I, I love the rich mom walks, but like, how could we do a dinner together or how could we do just more hanging out in person? So I'm I'm proud that I started on that goal, but I know I have a long way to go. And then the third thing is Tabasco. I'm so proud of it. I can't believe that it was this year. It feels like a million years ago. I, I like dreamt that I, I literally dreamt that in my head and I made it come true. So with the help of my incredible team, so, and you guys really liked it. And I know that you like when I do stuff like that more than just like branded content. Like I know that you prefer when I put thought into it and it's a co-branded thing or when I have a heavy hand in it, like, trust me, I, I get it. Um, So it, I think it was just like good for everybody and it was delicious. I'm so sad it's gone. If you want to bring it back, go right to Tabasco, DM them because I want to do it again or do something different. It would be really fun and cool. So I'm kind of torn as to whether to do my three hardest things this year. I don't want to end on a bad note. That was stupid of me, but I, I don't want it to seem like it was all, you know, there's peaks and there's peaks and valleys. There's roses and thorns. Um, oh, fuck it. I'll do it. But uh, don't worry. I'll, I'll end on a good note anyway. Okay. So my three hardest things were I mentioned it a couple times to you, but I never want to be like triggering or I just feel like a lot of influencers talk about their mental health and I don't want you guys to get bored of me talking about it and I don't want to weigh you down. I know that you all have so much shit to deal with in your own lives. Like everybody is dealing with shit. Everybody's doing hard things and I never want to go on and on about it. But I I struggled with anxiety so bad this year, you guys. Like I had so many panic attacks and I just was like and I didn't know why. That was like the most frustrating things. Like everything was going really well. But I was just like really, really in a bad place. Like weirdly enough, when my book came out, like the day my book came out, like started probably the worst month of anxiety. And I know you're probably rolling your eyes like, okay, that's why you had anxiety, bitch. Like, duh. But it's like it wasn't connected because the book went well and it was like everything was going great. But I would go home to like my hotel on tour and I would be like, freaking out like breaking out in hives like I literally had to have emergency therapy in the bottom of Mall of America like I got there and I was like Caroline I'm having like a panic attack I need to call my therapist like I need to go in the bottom and it was just like if you have mental health issues you know that like they don't correlate with what's going on in your life and that's the most fucked up annoying stupid thing and I just I just had a really hard time getting it under control so that was really difficult for me this year and I, I think like also I never want to seem ungrateful because it's like I, I you know, I I have so much and I, I have such a good life with you guys and I'm so grateful for every second of it. So I, I never want you to think that like, I don't know, but like I said, they're not connected. So that was really difficult and I'm trying to get it under control now, but it's like an ongoing battle. But yeah, this was like the worst year of anxiety I've ever had. So weird. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Didn't want to cry. The second thing is like, I want to work on this next year, but I noticed that I didn't feel like proud of myself for very long when I did something good this year. And that's like not cool. And that's on me, like something I need to work on. 
So for example, I think I mentioned this in a pod a couple of weeks ago, but I felt like because I didn't have any big projects in the second half of the year, I felt like a loser. And that's not right. And if you, if one of you guys called me and were, were like, oh, I worked my ass off in the beginning of the year and then I still worked really hard in the second in the half of the year, but I didn't have any like huge splashes, I'd be like, okay, that's awesome. You should be proud of yourself. Like this is a marathon, not a sprint, like life, your career, everything. It's like, we're in it for the long haul. So I need to work on that because I was like talking really badly to myself in the second half of the year, just being like, oh, you're so dumb tanks. Like you're not, you're not doing anything. Like you're not creative. You're not like, you know, and I guess like my mantra for myself would be like the day you plant a seed is not the day you plant is not the day you bear the fruit. Meaning like if you want to work on big projects, like they all start with like as a seedling of creativity and creative people need time to just like chill and think about their next big thing and whatever. So I, I regret talking so badly to myself lately. Um, and I'm going to work on that for next year. And then the third thing is I felt like, I felt like a little unhealthy this year. Like I felt like I, kind of let a little bit of my non-negotiables go and I'm turning that around like I started working out about a month and a half ago started cold plunging again started like caring about my sleep again but I just felt like it felt like because my anxiety was so bad I kind of didn't have any mental capacity to like keep that shit going but the irony is doing that shit makes me feel in control and kind of gives me a baseline so I need to get back on that, but I already started because like I said, I don't like to have big looming shit in the new year. Like, oh my God, it's January. All of a sudden you're like eating clean and being healthy and whatever. But yeah. Okay. That is my faves of 2023. You're all my favorite. I'm serious. I would die without you guys. I, I still can't believe this is my job and then I get to hang with you all the time. So Thank you for an awesome year. I promise to show up even better for you next year. I promise to entertain and inform and just show up and be 1% better each day. So thanks again for always giving me the space to do that. I love you guys. I'll see you next time. Bye.